I'm Jessica, and this is Homecoming, finding yourself in life's little moments. Hi, dear listener. So I'm sitting on a rock, a sandstone rock, at the outer edges of Sydney, Australia, where I live, and looking out, as I often do when I make these podcasts, to the vast Pacific, towards the east. And it's a sort of soft, warm day, which is really wonderful. We've come through the Antipodean winter, the winter that happens here in June, July, August, September, here in the Southern Hemisphere. I think that I'm adapting to the opposites, the opposite seasons, the opposite timing for the seasons, as everyone that I know back up north in the Northern Hemisphere, in the Northeastern United States is heading into winter here. We're heading into summer. So one of the amazing things these days is that I can kind of track these things in parallel, you know, thanks to the wonders of the internet and Facebook and all of that. I can imagine my friends up there as they're preparing for the colder months and here we're preparing for the warmer months, which really means just a kind of shedding of layers, you know, Um, and, uh, the anticipation of warmer temperatures. It can get really quite warm here. It can get up into the 90s, even the low hundreds, although that's fairly uncommon. But right now, it's just a nice, sort of calm, balmy day. And I'm looking out over the beautiful turquoise green waters of the Pacific. And as I described in my last podcast, I'm seeing again these little pink buoys, so they really stand out, fluorescent pink buoys in the middle of this vast expanse of turquoise green as it transitions to slate blue, as it transitions to deeper blue, as it makes its way beyond to the horizon. And there's just one tiny little boat going by at a distance, and then these little pink buoys. And what the buoys are, I I really actually kind of like seeing them. I really do because, as I described in the previous podcast episode, they're what are called drumlines, shark drumlines, and they are um, designed to attract sharks, and the sharks, when they take the bait, which is probably fish, uh, a signal is sent to an office somewhere, the shark office, And a boat heads out to escort that shark out to open waters beyond the places where human beings will swim and surf and snorkel and scuba dive. And what I love about seeing those little buoys is that it's like an expression of a duet with with the animal world, a duet between humans and, and animals and a duet between humankind and, in this case, the sharks, for the betterment of all, you know? The sharks remain safe. They get escorted out to the vast sea, 
and the humans are safer here as they enjoy the waters. So I think, you know, that's a win-win situation, isn't it? And I like that. I like that sense of duet. So I was thinking about making this podcast because it was inspired by a quote that often comes to my mind. It's a quote that often comes to my mind. And it's a quote from the very famous, revered Russian writer Fyodor Dostoevsky. He lived some time ago. He's no longer alive, but he wrote some extraordinary things. And there's a quote that always comes back to me, and uh, and the words just waft in and out of my mind and feel as if they're sort of a, a beacon and a guiding, you know, like a guiding light, really, and a kind of motto that I think in the end is really what, where I put my... You know, I put my, all my eggs in this basket. So that is this, it, he said, he said, beauty will save the world. Beauty will save the world. Beauty will save the world. Now, I have to say that there's so many experiences that I've been blessed to have in my life that have, you know, I think shown me demonstrated for me that uh, beauty is is really the the ultimate human experience it's the ultimate form of human inspiration of source of human inspiration i've sat at the piano with hundreds of people of all ages at this point in my career and given them and each of them an opportunity to sit and to discover the music that's inside of them. You know, I've called that the duet paradigm. It's something that is a very wonderful kind of experience um, where the sum of what happens, it's more than the sum of the parts, you know. What occurs is more than the sum of the parts, more than what either of us could come up with individually, and there we are sort of in awe of what's, you know, what we're creating, sitting together, creating spontaneous music in duet at the keyboard. And the piano is such a beautiful instrument for that. So beauty will save the world. Beauty will save the world. And I somehow feel now that as things become more fraught, I'm going to say that I think that's true. I think that things are becoming more divisive. I think the people are feeling more pressured, more stressed. I was playing at a, a nursing home last week, and it's something that I absolutely love to do, and I've shared this experience with people because, you know, it gives me the opportunity to keep the company of people who are in their 80s, 90s, and sometimes even over 100 years old. And last weekend, last week I was playing at a nursing home in this area, and um, and I played up, you know, for almost an hour. And at the end of it, when I stopped, I played all sorts of beautiful songs like My Bonnie Lies Over the Ocean and My Wild Irish Rose and Shenandoah and Waltzing Matilda because, of course, I'm here in Australia and people know that song very well. And I played all these things and people sang. Even John Denver, I played Take Me Home Country Road, you know. And people knew that and they loved it and... and you know, all sorts of things in between Frank Sinatra and Bing Crosby and, you know, Nat King Cole and then older things like 
it's a long way to Tipperary, you know, which comes out of World War One. So that takes some people way back to the earliest years of their life, and they have lived, in fact, that long. And at the end of my little performance on this old, upright, quite out of tune, but, you know, it's a very interesting thing, dear listener, because I sit down at at these pianos, you know, in, in places like this, and, and, and usually they really aren't in good tune, and they might not have been tuned for years. And at first my ear is a little sort of tweaked. I kind of feel myself wince at, at the at the out-of-tuneness of the, of the keys and the notes, but it's a very interesting thing because after several minutes, I just, as I continue to play, it's like, it doesn't seem to bother me, you know. I guess I just kind of get used to it, and everybody else seems to be quite used to it as well. So there we are, you know, enjoying the music and singing together. And um, at the end of this particular performance, there was a woman that was sitting there. I mean, I'm going to guess she was at least in, you know, she was in her 90s. And she had a beautiful, soft face. You know, you can see the kindness in people, especially after they've lived for almost a century. It's as if the kindness has filled their face for so long that they just exude it. And their face, their smile, their eyes communicates that in the most beautiful of ways. And this one, this one woman, she said, she said to one of the staff who was there, she said, oh, she said, oh, that was, that was wonderful. That was just wonderful. And dear listener, it's going to be hard to communicate the feeling of my experiencing this woman's joy at hearing the music and seeing her face. You know, her face was so soft and beautiful and full of innocence. She was completely undefended, innocent, and undefended. And I just felt to myself, what a great gift to receive, to be in the company of someone like that, and for her to express that, you know, to me. I mean, I don't know how to find words. It, my heart just breaks and opens at the same time. It's the innocence, it's the innocence, it's the innocence. And innocence, you know, dear listener, is the most precious thing there is. Innocence and beauty. But beauty in a way where, when I say that, I don't mean in any contrived or any sort of... Um, I don't know how to describe it. It's just what strikes you, you know? What strikes you, what strikes you, what touches your heart. There's what other word do I use, you know? Beauty. I don't know what else to, I don't know what other word to use, but when Dostoevsky says beauty will save this world, beauty and innocence, I'll add. Beauty and innocence, I'll add that. Because you see, there's nothing then in those moments that separate any of us. There's nothing that separates us from ourselves. There's nothing that separates us from each other. There's nothing that separates us from God. Just say it straight out. It's like we're in touch with the source of life itself. 
and the most good thing there is, you know, goodness itself. And they talk about the good, the true, and the beautiful. It's easy for those words to somehow be a little bit at arm's length, but you know when you're actually really feeling it, it's as close as close can be. So, I think I'll probably always remember that woman's face from last week, that woman who said, wasn't that wonderful, as she smiled. And there was no guile, there was no self-consciousness, there was nothing between her and her own feeling of joy and enjoyment and wonderment and delight. There was nothing between her and that, and that's what she wanted to express to me. And to everyone who was there, also to the staff there, she expressed that feeling. So here as I'm looking over the water, you can hear it rushing in, the waves crash below with this white frothiness, you know, and I think, wow. I think of the little sea creatures that are under the surface of the water. I think of the birds that are flying now, the seagulls that are making their way across. I think, how amazing, you know, these white seagulls. I'm watching them now making their way across this vast expanse, how far they can go and how fast. How far and how fast. So, you know, when I think of beauty and I think of the wonder of this world, right, the living things in this world, the living creatures in this world, and each other, if only we might come back, I'm just going to say to the garden, what was the garden? It was the fall from innocence, right? It was for the fall from this quality. The fall from the expulsion from the Garden of Eden was the fall. It was like the metaphoric, uh, if you want to say that, the, the, the very real falling from, from grace, from this place of wonderment and cherishment of oneself, of each other of life itself. So when I think about Dostoevsky's quote, music will save the world, or I said music, beauty will save the world, I was going to say music because I think music is the closest thing, perhaps the most, you know, it's the most ephemeral of art forms, right? The most, in a sense, intangible, but the most universal. I described when I used to drive from Western Massachusetts, the Berkshires, down to New York City. I do it very often when I was living in the Berkshires in, in Western Massachusetts, um, which is a beautiful place. I would drive down to New York City to visit my beloved godmother, the woman that helped to raise me and whom I have been, I would say, if I had to say that my soul was saved by anyone, it was saved by her. And there would be the sign on my trip down to see her, there would be the sign I'd always notice because it was kind of strange, you know, it was someone had taken the initiative to put the sign up, it wasn't, it was huge like a billboard, but it wasn't a billboard in the sense that we would expect, you know, what you would see of some advertisement of, you know, some product or something, no, it was like a, a handmade billboard by somebody who felt compelled to say this, compelled to share the sentiment with the world, and that sentiment was, is, I'm sure it's still up, when words fail, music speaks. When words fail, music speaks. And I think that's true. Dear listener, I think it's true. Words are, 
you know, you can express a lot through words, but music is touches something that is a place where we're not separate from each other. You know, it's a place of extraordinary feeling and love. And um, they'll always play music at the most sacred of human ceremonies, you know, rites of passage, you know, weddings, births, maybe even births, funerals for sure. Because I was thinking to myself, you know, and I said this to a friend recently, music is the thing that is as easily felt in this world, you know, at the same time in the next and, you know, on the other side. It's like music is, you know, it, 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 it's, it, it can transmit across that boundary like there's nothing there, you know, it can join this world and the other side. It can connect us to the angels, to that which is often we can sense it, you know, we can sense this sense this feeling of the world of, of, of spirit, the world of, of God, you know, the world of that thing which is on one level intangible and yet when you just stop and you just kind of allow yourself and I'm trying to do this more really, I'm this is my endeavor, my little personal endeavor is to really actually allow myself to be in duet with God, you know. But I'll tell you, it happens and has happened for almost more than half a century for me whenever I've sat down at the piano. Whenever I sit at the piano, that film, that veil between this world and the next dissolves and I feel this incredible sense of presence and inspiration and peace, confidence, ease, like everything drops away, everything drops away. So when I think about the state of the planet now, I think about this, you know, I would say really kind of in the history of humankind, unprecedented juncture that we're at. I mean, I'm going to say that's a safe bet to say that that's the case. I, uh, you know, I think of music, I think of the beauty that Dostoevsky was pointing to, you know, I think of beauty and the most sublime experience and sense of what that is. Beauty will save the world. It will save any of us, you know, individually. It will allow our hearts to melt, to come forward. Like that beautiful woman whom I played for, you know, just a week ago in her 90s, you know, and whose expression of joy and cherishment touched me so much. Beauty will save the world. Music, in that sense, I think, is probably our best bet. Beauty is our best bet. Because it's the one thing that keeps us inspired, moving in the right direction, connected to each other and connected to the deepest part of ourselves. And I think it's going to really take something like that to, uh, you know, to move us, save us, to save us, to save us. So with that, dear listener, I thank you for listening as always. I hope this finds you well and, you know, take good care of yourself amidst all the challenges, great and small, that we so often have, you know, facing us. Take good care and uh, thank you again, you know, for being there. God bless you. All best wishes now. Bye. Bye for now. Bye.